Hello, welcome to the A Quilting Life podcast. This episode is airing on Monday, September 27th, 2021. I'm Sherry McConnell from A Quilting Life. And I'm Chelsea Stratton from Chelsea Stratton Designs. And we are so happy to be with you today. It's been a little while since we've taped. Yes, it really has because we kind of filmed a couple together previously. And so, yeah, kind of got to get back into the groove of it all, I'm feeling like. Exactly. I feel like we taped some interview episodes ahead of time in the summer. And so, and it, it actually worked out really well because it allowed you to get through the starting of school with your kids. Yeah, it was so nice having to tape. And, yeah, yeah, it was really, really nice. So anyway, but we are back here today and excited to be with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what, wow, do we start? Because we both have some new finds. Do we start with those or the quilts? Yeah, let's start with do the quilts. The quilts. Okay. Let's do the quilts. Okay. Uh, so on the wall today, we have Promenade. And that is a fun, bigger block quilt, uh, fat quarter friendly. And I made this using our Balboa collection. And I kind of, when I pulled it out today, I was kind of just reminiscing because this Seashore Drive was really inspired by Balboa. And I'm like, oh, this is so, this is so fun to kind of bring these quilts out again. So bigger block quilt, uh, fat quarter friendly and On the table today, we have Horizon, and you may have seen this one before. It is Jelly Roll and Honey Bun friendly. So I actually shared this on social media this past week for National Sew Jelly Roll Day. Yeah. Uh, And the quilting is just gorgeous on both of these. Uh, But I really, for a long time, wanted to mix a Jelly Roll and a Honey Bun together and it's just kind of a cool take on it and the quilt is on point but it's really not uh that challenging to make so yeah this was your first on point quilt too wasn't it yes my very first and I'm proud of myself that I like went for it and you know beautiful tried a new technique and look we have some points that are together yeah they're all matching up (laughs) I know I know it was good for me to step outside of the uh the comfort of my box. Uh-huh. So yeah, so those are the quilts and we'll have those linked. And so yeah, let's go on to new finds because I yeah. actually have one today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You, do you want to go first? And mine's oh, yeah. kind of an old favorite I've mentioned before, but. <laughs> oh, okay. So I actually messaged Billy and I'm like, is this silly to share this? But I think it's the coolest find ever because it uh, has already proven useful to me. I'm going to leave one with you, Mom. Oh, awesome. So it's a new series of pens by Sharpie uh, called the S Gel Pens. So they, they're like a gel. Uh, but And they have different point, like fine like widths right. of them. So I actually got the 0.7. They have a 1. Uh, and they, they actually have a thinner one as well. Kate, the reason I'm sharing this is I get a lot of design questions about how I design. And when, Can I write with y- one? yes, when I'm, oh, it's no smear too. So if you're left-handed, a lot of people, um, oh, wow. It's so do, smooth. Yeah. It's really smooth. Uh, so when I'm designing a fabric line, I start by, by hand drawing I mean, 90% of the designs, all the florals, all that. Uh, I very rarely do everything just in Illustrator. Well, 
there, there can kind of be an issue when you're drawing. I have to be careful about the type of paper I'm using and the type of pen or marker I'm using because when I scan my images into Illustrator, Illustrator catches everything. So say I'm using a regular Sharpie. If you were to zoom in uh, really, really close, it catches all of that, all of the bleed from the marker that you don't see when you're drawing. And I need a, and sometimes if you don't connect lines, there's space and I'm not able to fill in that space because of that. So I have found I have to use kind of like, for me, it's easier to use a specific paper that doesn't have texture to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I need a good pen or marker that is going to uh, connect lines and just be really smooth so that there's no discrepancies when I scan those images into Illustrator. And early on, it was really frustrating for me because I would scan the images into Illustrator and I'm like, oh, it's going to be kind of hard to work with these because, you know, lines didn't connect or the type of pen I used didn't show up very well or just didn't, wasn't as smooth. And so it just makes it easier. So that was really long and drawn out, but I've been really happy with these. And I think that they have been awesome for the design aspect, but also every other aspect, because I use them for everything now. Yeah. So I feel like it, I just, when I scribbled my name and it just was so smooth, I'm excited to try this out with my planner. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. No smear, which makes it really nice. So uh, yeah. And not expensive, which is great. So I bought a couple packs and I'm guessing they'll last me a while. Yeah. We will link to this. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so mine, it's an actually an old favorite because we shared it in August, but the Wild Grain subscription bread boxes are so amazing. Uh, we just got our September box, and we've already had the rosemary garlic sourdough bread. So amazing. And we sampled some of the pumpkin cinnamon rolls, which we did save some for Chelsea and Billy, so... Uh, and, Whoa, yeah. you really love us. <laughs> it's just so nice to have such good bread in the freezer that we can, you know, most of them bake within under 30 minutes. And uh, so Wild Grain gave us another code for our listeners and viewers, and we'll have that available in the description. And awesome. I think we popped up a picture of this September box here so yeah i'm like dreaming of those cinnamon rolls so good it's that time of year guys yeah and everything tastes better because the cooler weather is coming yeah they they do seasonal things in these boxes yeah it was fun to open it up and see since it's fall now what what the fall uh offering was going to be yeah okay and then also one more thing before we get started I just wanted to mention the Stitch Pink Sew Along. It's been slightly delayed because of Sincerely Your Shipping. Uh, It was going to start Friday, October 1st, but now it's going to start Friday, October 15th. And the videos are going to go a little bit quicker, so we will still be finished by the end of October. So Friday, October 15th, Tuesday, October 19th, 
Friday, October 22nd, Tuesday, October 26th, and Friday, October 29th for the finishing video. And those videos are all filmed. We're super excited for you to watch the tutorials. And also there's now a wall hanging version available for the, the quilt. That, what? Yeah, so that so came fun. along with the filming. And so we have all those details for you and we're excited for for that to begin and it can people it still buy the pattern to, yes to do the the quilt along but right. i mean the the fabric sort of you yeah. might be yeah you need the pattern that's available everywhere now and pattern uh kit there's kits i think you can still sign up on Fat Quarter Shop, we can put a link for that. I okay. believe they still have kits available. And you can also check with your local quilt shop if, if they have it. Yeah, I've extra. seen some shops online on Instagram say that they also have kits okay. uh, available. Yeah. So. so we're super excited about that. And that's just around the corner. Yeah. I know. I'm excited to like see them posted just because I know you guys worked so hard on these and yeah, uh, it's just going to be really cool for people to have those videos. They're really helpful, I feel like. Right. And with that being said, we will have probably some extra content here in October on the YouTube channel because of squeezing that in along with all of our regular content. Yeah. So uh, Billy's got all that. All the stitch pink is done, so that's kind of nice to have all that work behind us. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I, you know, I forgot to put something on your guys' outline that we talked about yesterday. Okay. That um, to share was the quilt from a listener. The, oh, the picture. yes. So I have it here on my computer. I can read the, e the email if you'd like me to. Okay, yeah. Do you want to I got this wonderful email from someone who was inspired by our January goals podcast oh cool and she sent a picture of a quilt she did um using my labor of love quilt book and yeah billy can you read that email yeah and i'll have the pictures popped up while uh while we do that so uh, it says hi sherry wanted to share my latest quilt top started on january 25th and finished on september 9th when you did your goal setting podcast with chelsea i set some goals for myself one of which was to design and make a meditation quilt I fell in love with the Balboa collection and started with six fat quarters from a sew sampler box and added a layer cake and a scrap bag from your shop. This has been a fun project, especially figuring out the math. You can see I was inspired by your book, Labor of, Loved, Labor of Love, and used the family tree block as my centerpiece and your grandmother's flower garden blocks as, the top, and bot as top and bottom rows. Uh, this is a special quilt from my four-year-old granddaughter's room at my house. She hugged it when she saw it. My next challenge is to find a long arm quilter who does custom quilting. I usually hand quilt my projects, but this is so big compared to my usually my usual lap quilts. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And wait till you see the picture. It is beautiful. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah. I yeah. guess I should, uh, there's something, but I'll read the last sentence too. She's, okay. She also said, you and Chelsea have been a bright spot during the pandemic. Uh, thank you for sharing your talent. Oh my goodness yeah. thank you it, isn't that so nice that's so nice it was so fun to find that in my inbox and 
of course, I messaged her back and asked her if it would be okay if we shared, yeah. and she said yes. So, and that was oh from Monique. I should mention also. Yeah. So, so oh thank you, job. Monique. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see. That's so sweet. Yeah, it's really beautiful. And and how fitting that you brought two Balboa quilts today too. So that's fun. We yeah, were was, vibing. Yeah, <laughs> we were vibing. It looks. Yeah, they they def the the pictures will definitely match what you see here. What yeah. you see here. Yeah, I'm liking it. Oh so, my goodness. Awesome. That's so sweet. Okay, well, Billy set up our outline for us today based on topics that he found in the comments from previous videos. Mm -hmm. And so we have two topics. We're going to talk a little bit about cutting fabric, and then we're also going to talk about quilt blocks. So I'm excited about that (laughs) one. Really excited. Yeah, Yeah. so the first one, uh, I I saw different people suggested talking about cutting fabric, and once again... No, uh, no surprise. I'm not, I don't really know anything about that. So I just, I put, I guess, you know, if you guys could talk about some, just some general fabric cutting tips, um, techniques, tools that, that you use. I, 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 if I recall from the comments, people were just basically asking, it, it seemed pretty general, the things that, you know, how can I cut it straighter or, um, just, I guess, general tips that you guys use that, that you don't waste fabric when you cut. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great topic. Yeah. I think it's a great topic. Uh, I even have a funny story to go along with this topic. I, well, yeah. Let me tell something really quick and then you go. Okay. Is that okay? Because I, it's so funny that this topic, uh, when my grandmother started working with me on quilting, this is truly one of the first, one of my strong memories is her telling me, you know, measure twice, cut once. And, uh, you know, not a lot of really specific things stick out in my mind from working on that first quilt with my grandmother, but that is one of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's like, yeah, you hear that a lot in the Uh quilting world. It's like, just measure twice, cut once. You know, it'll really save you. And even experienced quilters will even admit, man, I didn't, I didn't measure twice that time. You know, and I think when you're cutting, you're just mentally, sometimes you're going so quick. Right. Uh, But yeah, just sometimes even I all sit there and I'm like, I hope I'm on the right number right now because, (laughs) you know, you're doing the math in your head and, uh, but yeah, measure twice, cut once. I was going to bring up that tip, but I feel like everyone knows it, but it's Uh so important. Oh, was that your same story? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. That's not the same story. Okay. I, but I do think that that's very important. Uh No, I just have a quick story to share. Uh, uh, when we started designing fabric, uh, Bright Sun was our very first collection. And I remember the fabric showing up and we had minimal, the most minimal time to make the quilts, get them quilted and go to quilt market. And I remember, uh, I wasn't designing quilts at the time. I had just been designing fabric. And so I said, well, let me come over to the house and I'll help you fold and all this stuff. And I, uh, even took over some cutting, but what's so funny and ironing and in ironing. But what's so funny is my mom was like, well, well, Bill, you know, my dad, uh, uh, he can help. I have never (laughs) in my life there, there, you know, I never thought there was a wrong way to cut fabric, (laughs) but if you have watched my father (laughs) cut fabric with a rotary cutter, I have never had more stress and anxiety in my (laughs) life. And you know what I'm talking about. And it was almost like, 
it was almost like he was like trying to cut through the cutting mat. <laughs> and uh, I think he ruined my he cutting did. mat. He yeah. ruined your cutting mat. Yeah. And we finally <laughs> were like, stop, please stop. And uh, so there is definitely a nice little flow to cutting fabrics. You know, you're not just like jamming your rotary cutter into the cutting mat and so you're saying strength doesn't no play yeah. a part in cutting Thank fabric you. Exactly. so yeah we don't need the hulk we you yeah. know you don't need to work out in order to yeah. or at least hit the weights right to- okay totally that's and funny that you said i can i can picture dad <laughs> cutting through yeah you know be like, all right i'm just gonna power through mat. this yeah yes. <laughs> it, it really was like the funniest thing and so yeah. i i actually think of that story a lot so when i saw the topic i'm like oh i gotta share this story about dad but no i think uh just general as far as general fabric cutting tips you, yeah you don't need to just go all brute strength with it but i think measure twice cut once is the biggest thing uh, for that. But the next one is essential fabric cutting te- techniques, which they go hand in hand. And that's what I was going to say. Like, you know, you want to make sure you're lined up, you've already measured twice, and you want to have a firm grip on that ruler so it doesn't slide. I'm sure they have better. I probably have an old one, but that grip better to your cutting mat. Yeah, I don't know what brand you have. The Creative Grids have yeah. those like rough patches yes. underneath that grip the fabric. Which I would recommend, mm-hmm. you know, so it doesn't, because you will, those, the one I have kind of slides a bit. Oh, so I have to be a little bit more careful. Actually, I'm going to go, I'm going to go upgrade well, today. I might have some stick on things you can put on the bottom of your ruler if you want they make those too if your ruler does slide yeah it's a sticker that has a little grip under it and yeah. you can so maybe i think i have some you can just take there them you home. go guys mom can link those <laughs> but, yeah, yeah i might need to try that out but i still uh i know a lot of seasoned quilters that have still cut themselves really really badly because mm-hmm. if you're not paying attention and really holding down that ruler and paying attention, I mean, that I, I think is the most important tip. Yeah, I'd say be really careful. Uh, my daughter wants, you know, still is like, I want to get into more sewing. And I'm like, the cu- the cutting, not, nope, not yet. Like, yeah. I can do all that for you. Uh, it's scary. You know, I know a lot of people that wear those gloves. Uh, right. I don't just because... I feel like I'm doing everything so fast. I don't want to have to like take the glove off one minute and put it on the next. And yeah, uh, I know some people that have had some bad injuries and they they horrible. wear those gloves forever afterwards. Yeah, they also have those handles that that can they have kind of like suction cups and yes, they can I've stick onto those. your ruler and that elevates your hand so that maybe if your if your other hand with the cutter goes a little crazy your hand is up and not down on the ruler where it could but I also you know I'm kind of like bending my fingers in that's what I do I do that sometimes too so that if if I were to have a problem maybe I would just nick yeah my knuckle and not cut my finger yeah it's the home it's it's the home economics food rule when you're in cooking class yeah how you get hey you know when you're cutting an onion like you gotta you know curl your fingers up and right yeah, I do that too. And That's just, funny. Yeah, just don't get going too fast for yeah. safety reasons. I did want to back up just a minute too and 
men can cut fabric. I, oh. I, I, I didn't want you to make it sound like men, just, you know, yes, my yes. husband can't, but I men, did. Men, <laughs> you can cut fabric. But I did have a student once, and I actually had her several in several different classes for, um, at a retreat that I used to teach at frequently in Bryce Canyon. And she, I believe, had had a stroke or several strokes, but she was still able to sew but not cut. But every yeah. time she came to one of my classes, her husband had cut all of her fabric. And it was so sweet because oh he did a great job and her fabric was very accurately cut. And How sweet he would cut it and label it and send it in a box. And she was able to come to the retreat and sew Oh you know, she goodness. could sew anything. She yeah. just couldn't do the cutting because of her physical limitations. Oh my goodness! Yeah, isn't that the I sweetest? I love that you shared that. So, so yeah, oh. there are men out there. Yeah, and, I was. Yeah, and I've taught men before too, and I know we have some male listeners because yeah. they've emailed. So I was just talking yes, about I, my dad, you guys. Yes. <laughs> so. Oh goodness. Yeah. Uh, more general. Fa- uh, um, also. Pressing your fabric before you cut it. Yeah. If it's not, if it has wrinkles in it, you can measure and cut as accurately as you want. And those wrinkles might put a twist in it. Yeah. So make sure it's pressed. For sure. And especially when you're opening up a fat quarter bundle. Yes. Uh, you have you will see the ridges in that. And right. you, I know sometimes it's so tempting to be like, yeah, I'll just cut it. It'll be fine. It will be off. That yes. is like... That ridge is a lot of excess fabric, actually. Yeah. Uh, you have to iron yeah. beforehand. Fat eighth bundles, fat quarter. You just have to press them before yeah. you start. And That's why I love layer cakes. I don't <laughs> yeah. have to do that. <laughs> exactly. Layer cakes are usually good to go. Yeah. And jelly rolls are usually good yeah. to go. Charm packs. But those larger pieces yeah. need to be pressed. Uh, one more thing I was going to mention your the lines on your ruler are generally more accurate than the lines on cutting mats. There are a lot of different brands of cutting mats out there, and some of them are not that accurate. That yeah. being said, I feel like my Ulfa mats are fairly accurate. I was going to say fairly, yeah. I would say almost pretty accurate even. Yeah. But it's a good rule of thumb to rely on your ruler more than your mat. Yeah. So You told me that like... Oh man, maybe sometime within the last year, like okay. a year ago, and okay. I was like, "Wait, what?" And I had never like heard that before. Yeah. I just was like, "Yeah, cutting mat." But no, it's important to uh, not just rely on right just the mat, and then also have a sharp rotary blade. Those dull blades can really mess yeah. up your cutting. I was Don't actually that was going to be my next thing. Okay. Is some people had posed the question. They said, "Well." you know, like, should I get a new mat? And I'm like, honestly, a lot of times it's your blade. Right. And a dull blade is actually going to ruin your mat more yes. than, you know, a sharper blade. And I just love putting a new blade in. I love it so much. Uh, but that's going to do a lot more for you. So always have, you know, a nice new blade. Uh, don't just keep using a dull blade. You right. could actually injure yourself probably more with a dull blade. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. That was going to be my other big one. Yeah, and I Get do a sharp love, blade. Yeah, I do love the the Ulfa. Um, they have two different kinds of blades, and do I they? like the ones that are um, like it's just 
leaving my mind right now what it's called, but uh, I think it's endure the Ulfa Endurance. It's a sharper blade, and I believe they do last longer. So we'll go ahead and link those. Whoa. Too. Okay, yeah. then. So I, had, I think you're right, because I think one of the videos we did with the soil yes, sampler boxes. They included one. Yeah, you mentioned that. I need to yeah. go buy some. Yeah. So I'll be using the, the link, Ulfa guys. Endurance. They're a little pricier. I, I can't remember Blades what they're... Blades are expensive. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> And yeah. I can't remember how much longer they're supposed to last, but that they advertise. But I feel like it's true that they really do yeah. last significantly. But it's worth it. Like you mm. need a sharp blade. It makes such a difference. Even and you can feel it when you're cutting. Right. You're like, oh, it's like butter. It's so much better. Like yeah, yeah. And then I did have a couple of things just I wanted to mention really quickly. I really like the stripology rulers. Yes. For cutting multiple strips. Yes, yes. Very accurate. There's several different sizes. There's a, a mini for when you're cutting small pieces. And there are two or three different larger sizes. And I feel like that's a really accurate way to cut strips. Yeah. So I think we've even filmed a video on that, Billy. Cutting a, a strip cutting. Yeah. Yeah. Or a, a cutting ago. technique video. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Those are great. And then... I also love, if you're doing curved piecing, I love the Circle Savvy ruler that helps you really accurately cut curved pieces for drunkard's paths. And yeah, that would scare me when you're, you know, cutting curves. Like, yeah. oh. Yeah, so that's a that's a great, uh, a, a great method. So. Yeah. I also want to say one more thing that I feel is just like, Everyone should know this, but I feel like it does need to be repeated. And also young moms who are quilting, I want to speak to, uh, since we're talking about blades anyways, close it when you're done using it every single time. And sometimes I'm like, I'm like, well, I didn't really need to close it, but it's just a habit now. And my kids are getting older and I still keep my, I have a sew uh, bag you made me that Uh I keep like those type of notions in. And I still put it up on a shelf because yeah. it still scares me yeah. that like one of my kids could get a hold of it. And uh, it's a dangerous tool. So, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. And, and my kids know not to touch it, but I still am kind of like, nope, I'm still going to put it away. So I know I put it away. Yeah. So. No. And it's tempting when you're sewing. You're just by yourself. You're in your sewing yeah. room. You think, oh, I'm just going to leave it open. It's just me here. But one time I did that and I just like inadvertently touched my hand and it was a new blade and I got a pretty I remember that it was worse than a paper cut yeah you know and if I had just shut that blade so I am very very careful now yeah even if it's just me that blade is getting shut for sure that's how I feel and the same thing I move the rotary cutters uh I have a, a separate table in my sewing room and it has uh, a notion holder back at the back towards the window yeah. and i keep the rotary cutters over there in case the grandkids yeah. and scissors and everything yep. you keep back there yeah so hopefully make it a little more safe yeah they'd have to really work to, <laughs> to get yeah. to it so like some of them are <laughs> they could figure it out but yeah you know we don't i'm always in there if they're in that room yeah so, so did did we leave anything i think that's pretty I think that's covered that topic. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm really excited about this next topic. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is a good topic. <laughs> and, and you know, you guys, so th- this topic, we, we're going to have my mom and sister rank quilt blocks from like most beginner friendly to into advanced blocks. They've before you guys have talked about your favorite ones, even though I don't think either of you settled on one. You kept saying like, and this one, and this one, and this one, right? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> so you guys have sort of tried to do that. But this one, uh, some people were asking more specifically about quilt blocks and which ones are best to learn with and which, you know, which yeah. ones should you put off till later until you, you feel more confident in your in your sewing. So I figured, you know, you guys could sort of start at the top and, and rank them and maybe your rankings will be some of them will be the same, but I'm guessing some might be different too. So you just want to bounce back and forth. And then when, when you come across a block you want to talk about, you know, share why it's, why it's more beginner friendly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking maybe Chelsea could start with her number one and then maybe that's number one on my list also. Yeah. And if not, I can say where it's at on my list or yeah. Yeah. does that sound good to I know go I was this? trying okay. to hide mine from you because oh. I was like, okay. <laughs> Okay. Don't want us to, you know. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say my first one is simple squares and rectangles sew a patchwork quilt. Right. I think for a beginner, that is the best way to go. You're not doing any technique that is right. like, yeah. So that's going to be my first one. Uh, yeah. And I, I actually think everyone should start there. Yeah. I really do. And I want to just share a quick story when I decided to really start quilting, I had already made a patchwork baby quilt and I've shared this story before. I didn't love a, a second of it. And mom was like, you're just going to make one quilt. And if you don't like making it, then you never have to quilt again. And this was like when I was 11 years old, yeah. <laughs> but I will say this, when I started to get into quilting and seeing everyone's quilts, I was like, I want to do something, you know, and I started with a harder for me, you know, a harder, a more complex technique. And it was really hard on me. And I kind of wish I would have just started out doing, Hey, I'm going to make a simple patchwork quilt. That's going to be awesome. So that's very simple piecing. Make sure you have a good quarter inch seam and you're good to go. So. Yeah. I didn't even put that on my list. I didn't even think about that, but you're absolutely right. That's beginner, beginner. (laughs) the, the very basic building block is just simple patchwork with either squares or rectangles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my first one then, which really I think follows right after that is a four patch. Yep. So, yep. um, you know, just put, sewing four different fabrics together into yes. a square and making multiples of those and sewing them together. And yeah. for tips for that, I had, I really like flipping the centers of four patches. Uh, we filmed a video on this, I feel like maybe, or we showed it on. Oh, maybe we, sh- oh, we showed it on one of the Stitch Pink videos. So you'll have to look oh. for that. Oh, so but, that's, okay. That's coming soon. Yeah, coming soon. There are some four patches that you do for that quilt. And I did kind of show that technique in there where you flip those seams so that they're super flat. In the yeah. Middle. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Would you say, though, that like nine patch goes along with that, though? That, that was my very next one. Oh, that was your very next one. Okay. Because, yeah. yeah, you're just upping, right. adding squares. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. I'm yeah. like, I didn't even I didn't even think to write a nine patch down. And now I'm like, yeah. oh, 
Yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, so I have, so yeah, so I guess where we're at now yeah, then let's is group simple them. patchwork, then four patch, nine patch. Yes, okay. yeah, and you just keep upping that until, yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. so do you okay. want to go? Yeah, because you're <laughs> definitely doing more piecing and more ironing with the nine patch. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, and different techniques can really make sure, you know, make that when your your points are going together. Right. Um, okay. So then I feel like the next step, and I'm sure this is your next one too, is I feel like the very first technique you should learn after that is a half square triangle. Yes. Uh, so, and I was just going to say like proper trimming is my biggest tip for that. And there's so many options now. Oh, like yeah. before I literally would like so like I used to draw, I'm going to start with this. I used to draw all my lines right. for half square triangles. Now I don't because I have diagonal seam tape. Uh, but then also like a good, you know, block lock ruler mm-hmm. uh, is going to help you have a perfect half square triangle. Right. Uh, so that's, I feel like your next yeah. uh, big technique, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and um, there's triangle paper also for oh, square triangles. Yes, that's yeah. a great tip. Yep. Yeah, triangle paper is so nice. So, yeah, and so what I did, I didn't put half square triangle, but my my next block was churn dash because it has oh, the half square triangles yes. in the four corners. Yep. So we're kind of on the same page. Kind of right on the there. same page. Yeah. Uh, okay, so next I'm gonna say after you've mastered straight line sewing uh four patches nine patches half square triangles probably the fl- a flying geese block yeah is probably the next i didn't even put that one down i was <laughs> yet but that's perfect because that goes into my next one okay. yeah and there are block lock rulers i they are pricey but if you're making tiny flying geese they are so worth it i yeah. feel like for larger flying geese maybe not as necessary yeah. But for those, if you're doing a one by two or a one and a half by three, those little block lock rulers really are yeah. just helpful. I'm actually going to counter you on that. Oh, really? Be Only because I had messaged mom and I was like, hey, do you have a this size block lock ruler? Do you mm-hmm. remember this for my afterglow quilt? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't even think they make that size. And I looked it up and they did. Oh. The reason I used a block lock on the afterglow is it was like a ton of flying geese. Mm-hmm. And because the way the quilt is made with it, I needed to ensure they were perfect right. or else the quilt would look, it would be noticeable. Yeah. And it's a, a larger size. It's too. a larger size. Yeah. And I just felt like it really did help with the yeah. larger, but yeah. only because I did so many. Right. If I didn't have as many, right, I wouldn't have used the block lock probably. Yeah. So just that little tidbit, but yeah. And if you don't have a, if you're not using a block lock and you're making a flying geese unit, I would really suggest drawing the lines or using the diagonal seam tape yes. to help with your accuracy for sure on that. Definitely. So, so. the next, uh, step that makes sense is a sawtooth star going off of uh, mom's flying geese because i mean yeah essentially you could either make use half square triangles or right but it to me it's simpler to just do uh uh the flying geese uh, method for your sawtooth star right and so that you're just adding you know squares with your flying geese to you know piece together this block and so 
you're using simple patchwork and technique to make a star block, which is kind of the next step. And those are kind of addicting to make just because they're so much fun. And there's way like, there's so many variations you can do for a sawtooth star. Yeah. So I'd say, say still simple, be super beginner, but, uh, still adding something different. Right. Yeah. yeah. I had sawtooth Was that star. your next one? Yep. I had it next to, and the same thing you can use flying geese units or if you have a lot of extra half square triangles laying yeah. around you can use those for the star points but yeah that that's my next one and I actually did a pattern my garden stars sampler quilt actually starts out with uh, the sawtooth star and there are six different star blocks in that pattern and they each get a little more difficult oh and we should totally be bringing two this of up each. today yeah so Oh, this is great. Uh, that's a great technique. Once you've mastered half square triangles yeah. and patchwork, that pattern is really great for beginners to just kind of work through more techniques and make those different star blocks. So yeah. I wanted to mention that. Okay. So are you next? I think I'm next. Yeah. I actually have log cabin next. That was mine next. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And... I feel like for me, with log ca- with larger pieces with my log cabins, I don't use any special tools. But again, with the smaller ones, I love the Creative Grid yes. log cabin trim tools. They have them all the way down to four inch, six inch, um, eight inch. You know, uh, but those are great rulers for making sure that your log cabin block comes out just the Perfectly. right size. Yeah, I was going to say that's kind of like uh, a different, I mean, yeah, you're piecing totally different than you are anything else with a log cabin. It's one of my very favorite uh, blocks to make. I had one more tip on that one that I've talked about before. When you are ironing, do not push and warp uh, the log cabin The log cabin, because on that block, it is so noticeable. Like, uh, so yeah, be careful when doing that. Right. But one of my favorite blocks to make. I really yeah. love that one. Yeah. And I also feel like you kind of need to keep an eye on the measurement as you oh, yeah. add each layer. Because if you're just a little bit off at the beginning, you're going to be a lot off at the end of the block. Exactly. So, totally. Yeah. For sure. And I've done that before. So Yeah. In fact, I was just making, uh, let's see, when is this airing? The 27th. Okay. So... In a few days, when my October block of the month pattern is available. <gasps> She's uh, giving you guys a hint. I'm giving you a hint. It is a log cabin <laughs> variation. <laughs> and I made the 12-inch blocks uh, for my sample when I filmed the vi- for the video. Uh, I didn't use any special tool. But when I did the 6-inch size, I actually did use a log cabin trim tool just to oh, make okay. sure it was perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. Hint, there's something hint. different about this log cabin, though, so you have to wait and hint, hint. see what it is. <laughs> so, okay, so what do you think is next? Uh, okay, so for me, I'm going back to that first story I shared, and I'm going to share the block that I started with quilting. And I would say uh, Ohio Star is next. That's what I have. Are we vibing yes, or what? That's what I have. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the reason I bring up the Ohio star is you're going one step further than the half square triangle. So uh, you're making, you're using a technique by 
uh, making your half square triangles, and then you're repeating that process right. to get uh, the hourglass, I guess you would call right. it, little block uh, yeah. to then complete your Ohio star. Right. So uh, that is the very first block I ever made, that and it made. was your pattern. Oh, uh, oh shine. Shine. I think it was shine. And I would call you all the time, and my <laughs> points were off, but you want to know what? It just... I wasn't trimming properly. I didn't have a perfect quarter inch seam. It was like, to me, I thought it was a nightmare, but I did it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's next. Yeah. Well, uh, so this is like six or seven down the list, it sounds like, right? Yeah. Yeah. So why was this your first block that you did if we're ranking them from like beginner friend? Like, was it too advanced for you? Was it difficult? I think it was. Okay. I think it was. I think I just really wanted... If I, in my head, if I was going to start quilting, I wanted to just go for something uh, more difficult, mm. which wasn't the right move at all. Yeah. And mom had told me that. She's like, why don't you start off with, and she gifted me a pattern. It used mini charm squares. Mm. Uh, it's like your country's something. Oh. Uh, very old pattern. Okay. You gave me a few patterns that were beginner. Okay. And I said, I'm going to take the shine one too. And uh -huh. I made the shine and it was just really difficult, but I finished the quilt. Like, is this block, would you guys consider it intermediate or I think is it's it still beginner friendly yeah. or not? Confident beginner and yes. easy intermediate. Okay. Com I probably gave you county fair because it was county all squares. fair. County yeah. fair. Yeah. Big confident beginner. Yeah. Intermediate. Yeah. Uh, and most of the blocks I feel like fall in line with that anyways. Like, uh, actually, uh, I'll talk about it later. So Ohio Star is the yeah. next one. I and think. I wrote Ohio Star. And then I added in later quarter square triangle because that's the technique that yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to make that block. And we actually have a video on how to make a quarter square triangle yeah. block. It's an older video. Oh, cool. So we do. We can link that too if anybody needs help with that. That's cool. Okay. So next, is it my turn though? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So next I had... Uh, English paper piecing, I felt, because I love grandmother's flower garden blocks. And yeah. So I just kind of put that in next because, I mean, it is a hand sewing technique, so it doesn't really fall in this. Uh, you know, all these other blocks are machine pieced, although you could hand piece them as well. But yeah, I put that one next. Just yeah. For that was actually, uh, well, I didn't write it down. I wanted to. Okay. Uh I do want to go back just one more step, though, to intermediate because I wrote uh, my safe haven quilt uh, is, I feel like, an intermediate. Uh, I don't even know what you would call that block. Your Does it have the easy corner triangles? Because no. I, I just realized we kind of missed that. That's, oh, we kind of missed that, too. That should I'll be. I'll just show okay. you later. If okay. anyone knows uh, my safe haven quilt, that's an intermediate quilt. And it's the first one I've really had to tell people, hey... This is an intermediate quilt when you're piecing it. We um, can pop up a picture. Yeah, we of can that, pop I'm up. Sure. I'll give Billy. Yeah, it's the way you sew it is mm -hmm. intermediate for sure because okay. you have to trim the block at the end to make it a square. Do you oh, know what I'm the, okay. the piecing I'm talking about? Yeah. And and not make sure that you don't cut off your points. Your you points. need to have a perfect quarter inch around the whole block after. Okay. Uh, okay. So. The next one I wanted to mention is sewing with triangles. I feel like yes. that can be a little trickier for people. There are a lot of tools that have it to where you kind of blunt edge 
the ends of the triangle so it's easier to line them up yes. when you sew them together. Yes. So, but I, I feel like that's kind of more difficult than a quarter square triangle uh, yeah. moving uh, into more intermediate piecing yes. triangles. And then from triangles, we're going to follow with diamonds. Yeah, I was going to say diamonds. Uh, I made a Lone Star okay. quilt, and it was, I felt very, uh, a, more of a difficult technique for me and getting everything to line up and lose. And I lost quite a few points, but I'm really grateful for that, actually, because it was a good learning experience. And I started to realize, oh, yeah, if I just, you know, if I eye that, point right here I know exactly where I need to put the next piece and right but yeah I mean that's yeah that's another I feel like that's definitely not beginner right for sure intermediate yeah uh, confident intermediate sometimes so yeah. yeah no I agree with you on that uh next I had curved piecing yes okay <laughs> mine kind of my next one kind of goes in line with that yeah okay. it does it does yeah but. and I I mentioned this earlier but I love that circle savvy ruler I feel like with curved piecing, you really want to make sure that your pieces are cut properly or yeah. it can mess up the um, the way everything lines yeah. up. So, yeah. so everyone knows my goal this year was <laughs> to do curved piecing. Have I, I, I think like we need a special day together for you to like. You might have to move it to 2022. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting I, later guys, in the I'm year. still like, well... What's so funny is I was actually thinking about that yesterday. I'm like, man, I'd really love to, I just, I want to do it, but I just don't know what. And so that kind of leads into my next. Uh, and maybe, maybe this is the same. Uh, I feel like orange peel is like yeah. uh, more difficult. Yeah. And, but I love the way they look. Yeah. And I just think they're so pretty. Uh, so I don't know. How do you feel? Do you feel like that's yeah. the exact, I mean, it's curved piecing, it's, obviously. Yeah, well, you can, you can do them with curved piecing or you can applique them on the top of a background yes. too, but that, that, that's not simple either. Yeah. So, uh, I feel like that would be more difficult for sure. Yeah. I didn't even really put applique on my list because I feel like it's a whole nother genre yeah, of, yeah. of sewing, but. Yeah, if you're going to do that, start out with simple curves. And the more points, I feel like, in the applique piece, the more difficult. It takes a little bit more time and yeah. practice to get those points down. But if you're if you're going to do some applique, simple curves, you can learn, pick up pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So that's really all I have on my list. Same actually. here. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You guys were pretty similar. Pretty, yeah. Pretty similar. And, and what I'll do uh, now that I can look at both of your, what you guys wrote down, I'll sort of rank them throughout the video if you're watching the video. And then maybe we can just list them out on the show notes for, for the podcast as well if, if people want to. If you're like a new quilter and don't know where to start or which block, maybe this list will help some well. people nowhere to start. Huh? Yeah. And I also thought we could also put on the show notes and in the description below, maybe we could each come up with a list of our three most beginner friendly patterns Yeah, and link okay. those. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're looking for a beginner friendly pattern, we could each list three. Yeah. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. All right. 
Okay. So our Billy, do we have time for yeah, I, I, a I review d- or two? Yeah, I, okay. I definitely wanted to read a couple um, okay. because it's been a while because, uh, you know, we've been doing more interviews and everything. Right. And so um, I'll, yeah, I'll read a couple here that I saw. It just came back in June. Okay. Uh, all right. So one, it says, uh, I look forward to this podcast more than any other during the month. Very good information and worth listening to multiple times. Feels like I'm hanging out with friends when you all upload, and I love it. The addition of Billy makes it even homier. So thank you, you. Billy. (laughs) Yeah, that was nice. Thank you. Thank you so much. And then this one, this this is this is pretty crazy to read. Uh, I just subscribed to a Quilting Life podcast, and I ran through a whole year of episodes in three days. Wow! So I was like, wow. Uh, I'm extremely new to quilting, and Sherry and Chelsea make me less hesitant about everything. I live in a rural farming community. The closest quilt shop is 40 miles away. I've not found them to be helpful in answering my newbie questions, so this podcast is exactly what I need. The question and answers uh, covers all the topics I have questions about, but most of all, I've learned to stop taking everything so seriously and just enjoy the process. Thank you. Oh, I love that because that, that's what it's all what about. What it's all about. Yeah. I love that. Enjoying review. the journey and yeah. not being hard at yourself yeah. as you learn this new yeah. skill. And mistakes are just learning experiences. Yes. That's you're supposed to. I, have lo- I love that. Experiences. Yeah. Yeah. And she's she somehow went, you know, listened to us for three days straight, which yeah. is <laughs> it's a lot of. That's a lot yeah. of us. So. I almost <laughs> feel like, yeah, I might need to apologize for that. <laughs> Hope, uh, but yeah, those thank were you. great. Yeah, and I also totally, completely get. You know, I feel like there are so many people in our country that do live in rural areas where they don't have access. Yeah, and uh, you know, we lived in Las Vegas for a long time, but when we moved to where we live now, that really was kind of when I turn to the internet for quilting myself because of just being so far away from from quilt shops and for sure other creatives and uh you know at the time my grandmother I could always call her and ask her any questions but she was an hour away so uh yeah we're just really blessed to have all this online yeah for sure all these online resources now Okay. Okay. So our next episode is October 11th, 2021. We're going to have a guest interview. We're actually taping that later today. Yeah. And uh, it's She'll someone. Be great. Yes. It's someone that you have requested. Yeah. It was many, one, of, one of the top, one top of the people. So. Oh, top awesome. requests. Yeah. Uh, we have actually a couple other top request people who said yes later this fall so yeah uh, we're excited about that okay so we'll see everyone on october 11th this has been a great conversation i agree thanks so much for stopping by bye